not going to lie. I used to, before I would go on a date, I would slam like three or four shots and then shove on the date. And I'm like, did you think that that was, and then I'd be upset that it didn't like, it's not even like I did something bad on the date or anything, but it's just like, it would never work out. And I'm like, it was never going to work out from the start that you showed up like basically wrong. (laughs) Like, Hi guys. And welcome back to another episode of Vulnerable. I am your host, Chelsea Vaughn. And today we have a very fun episode with a very fun girl all about alcohol. Um, I don't know if you guys know Hallie Kate. She is a TikToker and she also has, she's a co-host of a podcast called Hot Girl Talks. And she, you probably have seen her content come across your For You page. She's got a shit ton of followers on TikTok. And a lot of her content is like centered around New York, like going out, like She's early 20s, loves to go out, loves to drink and party. Um, So it's very like very much relatable content in that way. So I figured she would be the perfect guest to come on and talk about alcohol and drinking. But I also thought it was just so interesting, the discourse around dry January this year, Um, because I feel like, I don't know, I've never done dry January before this time, before this attempt, I should say. But I just... I just found it so like interesting, the comment sections about dry January and about like, are you an alcoholic if you can't like just go 30 days without drinking or like you need a dry month just to like prove that you're healthy? Like, I don't know. There was just so much conversation around it. And I, this is my first time dabbling in the dry, (laughs) the dry arts, (laughs) dabbling in the dry um, January trend. So I thought it'd be interesting to talk about alcohol and for everyone who follows me, if you don't follow me, you def should immediately. But um, for everyone that follows me, I posted like a couple months ago that I just like don't care to drink anymore. And I got so many responses from like a lot of people that are just sober curious or like have decided to stop drinking about like things you can do instead. Um, but it's just like living in a big city and everything being revolved around drinking. Maybe that's just me and my circle, but I feel like a lot of people related to it for sure. So so yeah, that's why I decided to pick alcohol as the topic today. Hallie was great. And of course, we ended the episode with some dating questions in my advice segment. But it's a really good chat. So I hope you guys love it. And here's Hallie. Hallie. Hi. Hi. Welcome to Vulnerable. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you so much for coming into the studio. I'm so excited for our episode today. Um, so first, I like to start off with my pop culture moment. I've just okay. recently named this segment, What's Going Vaughn? Oh, <laughs> that is too good. The puns are oh out of control God. on this podcast. So What's Going Vaughn today? Um, this is like a little bit old, but I still wanted to talk about it. Okay. Paris Hilton is a new mom. Oh, wait. Why have I not kept up with that? Like, I knew she was pregnant, but I like didn't know she gave birth. No, she's not. She had a surrogate. Oh, oh, she was not even pregnant? <laughs> she was never pregnant. Okay, I'm an idiot. <laughs> Wait, stop. Okay, why did why can I like envision her pregnant in my brain right Same. now? Same. Um, okay, I'm so dumb. Whatever. No. Wait. So she posted it like a pic. She didn't really tell anyone, I guess, not publicly, that this was like happening in the background. But yeah. she just like came out hard launched. I with, saw like, the um the picture of like the little baby yes. holding her thumb. The, it's the classic like Kylie Jenner's done it. Everybody yeah. like the like holding the hand. Yeah. So freaking. Oh my cute. gosh. Wait, isn't her husband or yeah, her husband right? He's like, he was on Hannah Montana, wasn't he? What? I'm like pretty sure. I could be so wrong about this. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
His name's Carter. Wait, yeah, I think he was like on an episode of Hannah Montana. I could a be random. Ep- that's very random. Yeah, that's the only thing I know about him. But his I name is so Carter Rum, I think, and okay. he's an author, mm. Mm. <laughs> an entrepreneur, and a venture capitalist. He's probably not on Hannah Montana, and I'm literally an idiot. I mean, he could have just had a random cameo on Hannah yeah. Montana. Why do I feel like he did? That's so funny. Anyway, yeah, him and Paris got married like in 2021. Okay, um, but she's 42. She looks amazing. I know. I was talking to Harry about this last week, but it's like she literally looks still 25. But she said that she like started IVF during um, COVID and she was like just stocking her eggs up. Oh. Like right after she met her now husband, she was like, okay, let me get started. But I'm like, because I just froze my eggs for anyone who doesn't know. Yeah. And like when you freeze your eggs, the first part of the process is the same as the first part of IVF. Like it's the same exact thing. Okay. So I'm like, you kind of still have to like – Getting doing IVF at age, I guess she was like 38. Uh huh. That's still like pretty late. Yeah, isn't it? Like, yeah. So I, I wonder if she had like frozen eggs before, like way before. Is IVF what you do to have like a surrogate? Yeah. So okay. when you like first do the first part of like IVF or freezing your eggs, you do the egg um, transfer, what, not transfer, um, egg retrieval. Yes. Yeah. So like shoot up all the hormones. They take the eggs out, put them in the freezer. Yeah. And then if you have someone else, they can make an embryo out of it. Gotcha. Okay, okay. And then you can freeze the embryos. I've heard of that. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So that's like huh. a direct, like that's a for sure thing pretty much. Like you just transfer the embryo and like usually that works. Okay. But like sometimes when you freeze eggs, if they're not good quality, like you could freeze 30 eggs and then like unfreeze them and like none of them will be okay. Really? Yeah. Dang. So like, but I feel like she's, I mean- She's probably been thinking about this for a while. Yeah. She probably – and she's, like, obviously Paris Hilton. Like, she probably froze her eggs, like, forever ago. Yeah, no facts. But and I'm really happy for her. I no, love- congrats, Paris. Like, that's incredible. I love Paris. <laughs> and she was – I don't know if it was, like, the year before, but she was, like, just – she was engaged to somebody else. Wait, maybe that's the guy who was on uh, Hannah Montana. Okay, that might be what I was thinking. <laughs> I swear to God he was. <laughs> I need to look this up afterwards. But, yeah, she was engaged to a guy. Okay. And she, like, posted about it. She was so happy, like, got my happy ending. Like, he proposed on, like, top of a mountain. I'm a big Paris Hilton okay. fan, <laughs> And then they broke up. Oh, okay. I okay. think that was the guy that was in – did you watch her documentary? No, it's I didn't. Very, oh, it's really good. You should watch it. But I think that was the guy that was in her documentary. And then, like, they were clearly not, like, great for each other. Gotcha. Okay. Um. Yeah. How do you feel about surrogacy? Like, would you ever do a, do a I, surrogate? Yeah. So that's the thing. Like, I would, I think. But also, I'm like – I don't know. I feel like I would just want to be pregnant. Not Uh, even because – I don't want to deal with that, but I just think the outfits would slay. (laughs) And I just think I'd get so much good attention of everyone being like, oh, let me hold the door for you. Like, I just think that'd be fun. So I would, like, be pregnant for that reason. I feel like I'm going to be one of those people that, like, has a terrible pregnancy. This is bad. Like, I shouldn't be putting this out into the world. But, like, I don't think – I just feel like I'd be one of those people that's, like, nauseous for, like, the first five months and then the next five is, like, bedridden. Yeah. (laughs) I so I I think that about the actual like labor part. Like Ooh. I don't think I think I would slay the pregnancy part. I think <laughs> I would have like one of those terrible stories that's like 70 hours of labor and then I had to do like a C-section at the end of it. <laughs> I just know that would happen to me, so I don't want to do the giving birth part. Yeah. I mean, now that my eggs are literally in the freezer, like I kind of feel like it'd just be nice to just pop them into somebody else. It, no, it'd be <laughs> Oh my gosh, so it'd be so easy. It's like really expensive though. Like yeah. it's crazy. Yeah. I mean, the first the first part of the egg freezing, I I didn't have to pay for. Oh, less, okay. That's so up. good. Oh, my God. Um, but the, I mean, a surrogate, yeah, you'd have yeah. to pay. But I think when I was younger, I, I thought that surrogates were, like, 
I guess when you're younger, money it seems like so large. Yeah. But like I was like, oh my God, they're like unaffordable, like ridiculous amounts of money. But I think if you look into it, I guess depending on who you get, whatever, like they're like 30K. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I mean, I think that's, that's not that bad. Like people spend like 5K on a Chanel bag. No, exactly. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't think that's honestly like if you, if, if you need to do it or you just want to, that's not that bad. I thought it was like 50. But maybe I'm thinking like, I feel like the only surrogacy I'm like, familiar with is Kim Kardashian and you know she probably paid like a <laughs> hundred yeah like I'm sure but like also I'm like what if they just run away to a different country with your baby like inside of them you know what I'm saying there's nothing you could do about that that's what I kind of think so I feel like you gotta like find a good one you have to get someone you trust yeah for sure <laughs> I actually read somewhere too that I don't know if this is scientifically proven I don't know where I read it it was probably TikTok but they say they say that you can have some of the qualities of the surrogate will transfer to the baby. Really? Just because of, like, sharing fluid and, like, a body. I do see that, like, because, yeah, it's, like, they're developing inside of that person. So, like, that makes sense. Which is, like, kind of, like, that would kind of turn me off to, like. That's a little creepy. Yeah, I don't want. Like, a random person just, like, yeah. Even if it's your, like, embryo, that can still happen, which is weird. That's so interesting. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I don't know how to transition from <laughs> an embryo to alcohol, so we're just going to go for it. Literally, it's like a complete 180. <laughs> um, I wanted to talk about alcohol because I think, like, the whole conversation around dry January, I found so interesting. Yeah. Did you do dry January? I did not. Okay. I don't like to, like, restrict. I feel like, because, like, I like to go out, and that's how I honestly am social, because, like, Obviously, I don't work a normal, like, nine-to-five job, so I don't really interact with people during the weekday for the most part unless I'm, like, recording a podcast or whatever. So going out is, like, the one time I get to be social. And I feel like if I took dry January away, honestly, that's what all my friends do is, like, go out and drink. So I feel like I would have nothing really to do. You know what I'm saying? Wait, I kind of want to run it back for a second because I don't think, like, a lot of people listening to this podcast are going to know – Maybe not know you just because, like, I usually have a lot of Bachelor people yeah. on. So, like, can we get a brief, like, Hallie origin story? Like, oh, how did you like, get into this field? What is it that you do? So, I moved to New York City when I was 18 years old to go to LAM College, which is a fashion business school. I was living in New York for two years just working in the fashion industry, interning for celebrity stylists, doing things like working at literally I worked at Rockefeller Center Free People. Um, I and- worked at, um, what do you call it? Harold Square, uh, Michael Kors, <laughs> when oh I first moved gosh. here. <laughs> yeah, so, like, uh, and then when the pandemic hit in 2020, March, I was obviously, I was a sophomore in college, so all of my friends, because the city was just, like, not a place to be during the pandemic, they all moved home, and I did, too, because I didn't really have anything else to do. I had no money because I got laid off of working at Free People, and my apartment, I was not going to be quarantined in a thousand square foot apartment or not. No, that was such an exaggeration. (laughs) It was maybe like 400. 400. It was a one bedroom flex wall that I shared with my roommate. Uh, And so then during the pandemic, I had no friends, nothing because none of my friends moved back home. So I literally just was like, I'll, I'll post on TikTok. What do I have to lose? Even though I thought everyone prior to that, I was like, everyone who posts on TikTok's a loser. And then it's so funny that obviously it's my full-time job now. And then, um, yeah, I just started making thrifting and fashion content. It started to do decently well. And then I don't even really honestly know how it transitioned into what I do now, which is just like lifestyle stories, sharing, like, and I do talk a lot about going out and drinking. And I honestly just like openly share my life while I still do some like fashion content. Yeah. Um, yeah. Where are you from? Virginia. 
Oh, okay. Yeah. So a lot of people moved back home to Virginia. Yeah. And you didn't want to. No. Yeah. <laughs> no. And how old are you right now? 22. Okay. Yeah. Little baby. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. And also just brag about yourself for a second. How many followers do you have on TikTok? I have 900K, a little over that. I just hit 900K the other day. Insane. So Like so crazy. Like I cannot believe, because I grew up in the YouTube era where I was like watching all these people. Yeah. And, like, I would see them hit a million, like, subscribers on YouTube, and I would think, oh, my gosh, that's the craziest thing ever. And I never, like, could have ever imagined myself being close to that number. So the fact I'm less than 100,000 followers away from a million is, like, the most insane thing to me. It's literally, like, unbelievable. That's so crazy. Yeah. Congrats. I saw you you hit 900K the other day. Yeah. That's, I can't get past my 31K. I literally can't. TikTok's like a hard place. Like, it is. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I, like, admire your vulnerability Thank you. Um, on tiktok <laughs> because guys you need to go find her tiktok please because she holds nothing back no, no. <laughs> literally anything yeah. there. okay but i did see one of your tiktoks recently where you're talking about like you were talking about alcohol mm. i can't remember what you said but you were like this is probably gonna like offend some people or whatever but you're like oh i know what i said yeah um i don't like to i'm a very social drinker like if i'm just being so for real and people are probably not gonna agree with this but like if I go out to like meet guys and just like be social in that setting. And it's like, honestly, I see going out as like almost like a dating kind of thing because I really want to meet somebody organically. I don't like really, I don't really love dating apps and stuff like that. So it's like, honestly, I go out to like dive bars where it's a lot of just like talking and there's just people standing around and that's where I drink. So I was like, if... If a guy isn't around, like, it's not in the vicinity of whatever, I'm not drinking. Like, I don't enjoy drinking on a, like, girls' night or anything like that. Yes, that's what you said. You're like, I yeah. only want to drink if, like, there's guys. Yeah. I think that's a real thing to say. Yeah. Like, I think – I mean, I don't know how much hate you got in the comments, but – No, actually, a lot of people, people agreed. Like, agreed. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think anyone just wants to say it out loud. Yeah, I honestly wouldn't drink if it – was because, like, I mm, – I'm not going to say I wouldn't, but I just don't really enjoy drinking – if it's not a very social setting, like in a bar, like I don't really, I would never sit on my couch and like watch a movie and drink a glass of wine. I'm like, I'd rather just not drink and like yeah. be sober. Yeah. I mean, I kind of, I don't know. I feel like when I was like, when I first moved here, I moved here when I was 22. Like I was going out, like whatever. Mm-hmm. I get what you're saying about the like socially. And now it's more like, I don't really drink that much when I go out. Yeah. So like, I will have a glass of wine on my couch. Like, just because I actually genuinely yeah, enjoy the taste of Yeah, if you enjoy that, go off. It's, I just don't. Like, I don't really, I hate the taste of like wine. Like, yeah. if I'm going to drink wine, it's like barefoot Moscato. No, like, that's why you hate the taste. <laughs> no, that's like, honestly, the only one I think tastes good. <laughs> it's just straight juice and sugar. And like, you will throw up after drinking Ew. No, yeah. no. Um, I think it's an acquired taste. It I've definitely definitely like grown on me over the, over the few years. Yeah. Um, but, okay, so you were saying that you don't really want to drink unless you go out, out. Mm-hmm. But, like, how much, like, you know when you go to the doctor and they're like, how many t- <laughs> how many drinks do you have per week? Yeah, no, are they literally, I'm getting, this is, <laughs> I'm getting chin like post-function. <laughs> and the, the doctor literally asked me, he's like, so how much do you drink? Because you can't drink before you get, like, lipo. Even though it's, I'm not getting a lot, obviously, so it's not that big. Wait, you said you're getting chin lipo? Chin lipo. <laughs> like, <laughs> And, like, he asked me how much I drink because I you will bruise and stuff if you drink before the surgery. Right. So he was like, well, how much do you drink a week? He literally just asked me that. And I was like, well, I only drink three days a week. And he's like, that's three out of seven. Like, you, like, drink kind of a lot. And I was like, yeah, I guess. And then I don't know how much I drink, like, 
per night. It really just depends, but right. I only drink tequila. That's the only thing I will drink. Oh. And I do just straight shots. Like I don't, I don't really, I'll drink, actually I will drink like a tequila soda with a splash of pineapple. That's my go-to, like if I'm going to sip on a drink. But yeah, I don't know how much I drink in a night. It just depends. I feel like I thought that I really wasn't drinking that much until like you go to the doctor and they're like, how many drinks do you have yeah. per week? And then they're like, well, that's over what's healthy. I'm like, well, it wasn't that many. Like I said, I had one to two, maybe like four nights. This is like when I like, <laughs> okay, that sounds bad. <laughs> no, it's so fine. <laughs> that sounds bad when you say it like that, but it's like, we go out a lot for our jobs. So like, I'll go to a social event. I'll go to an influencer event. I'll go to like a party, whatever. Yeah. And like over the course of this four hour thing, like I'll have a glass of wine and a margarita. Yeah. And then, like, let's say I did that on Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and Saturday. Like, yeah. I don't, I think, like, being in New York also it's, kind of exacerbates oh, it. Oh, 100%. It's such the culture here. Like, and it, it is, like, for especially, like, going to events and stuff. Yeah. There, it's always an open bar and they're always drinking. And then you almost feel like a pressure to like everyone else around you has a drink and right. you're like, okay, like I'll have one too. I know. Lately I've been feeling like, like there's no reason, kind of like what you just said, like there's yeah. literally no reason for me to like go to a dinner and like, what's the point of having one drink? No. Yeah. That's what I think. And I don't know. Now I've kind of been like, I don't know if it was turning 30 or what, but like my body is now like, fuck you with the yeah. alcohol. Like I can't. I can't. I can't even have yeah. like a drink or two without being hungover. No, yeah. I I just have an extremely high tolerance. I don't even get – well, actually, my hangovers recently have not been the type of hangover that it's like you feel sick. Mm. It's been the type of hangover where it's – I literally feel like my brain doesn't work the next day. Like I'm like, I feel like an idiot. It's like brain fog where yeah. it's like literally if you were like, what's two plus two? I would sit there and be, I, I can't even <laughs> rack my brain to come up with it. I'm like, I feel like an idiot. And I don't know, but I don't really get like a hangover like sick. But like all of my friends are over 25 and they're like, just wait till you turn 25. It's it, it changes you. The hangover will be so bad. No, it I'm is. Like, I feel like I went through like this wave. Like when I got to 25, like they're right. It was like brutal. Like hangovers till like it would hit 6 p.m. on the dot. And then like that's when I would be cured. Right. Like, it would take <laughs> until 6 p.m. And then I would be fine the next day. And then like around 27, 28, like I don't know. I don't know what happened. I got back. Like I started drinking more expensive alcohol. Okay. Or like like choosing better. Like, okay, if I'm going to do tequila, I'm going to do tequila all night. Yeah. And not switching around, whatever. So That's then I was, so important. Then I was okay. But then once I got to like 29, 30, now it's like, no. Yeah. I don't even, I feel like I don't even get tipsy anymore. Really? Like it takes, it takes a lot for me to get tipsy. And then I'm like, okay, well now what is the point? Cause I'm going to be hungover. <laughs> no, I so get that. I like, I have the highest tolerance and it, it, people are like, you're so pick me when you say that. I'm like, I would pay all of the money in the world to have a low tolerance because you could have one drink and like sit there and sip on it and like have a good time. It's like, right. I literally need to drink like three drinks to feel tipsy. Yeah. And it's so frustrating. Maybe because we're tall. Yeah. I, th that might be, that might play into it, it for takes, sure. It takes a while for that. Just like to get up here. all the way down, like <laughs> yeah. literally. <laughs> yeah. No, now my hangovers are just like, I don't get sick, like throw up hangover, uh -huh. hung up, hungover. I get like pounding headache. Do your hangovers start right in the morning or does it like take – is it like the onset hangover that like kicks in like later in the day? They start when I'm still out drinking. Oh. No, they dead ass start when I'm out now. That's why I don't – I literally – it's not fun to drink anymore. Like – Oh, my God. No, <laughs> like all – Literally, like I'll get to the two drinks and I'm like, am I going to be tipsy or am I going to start feeling hungover? I start getting a headache and I'm like, this – I don't want to do this Oh, anymore. my God. No, that's awful. Bad. Yeah. So, like, listen to your friends. Wait till you get to 25, but yeah. wait till you get to 30, girl. <laughs> okay. Not excited for that. No. Um, but the reason I, like, 
wanted to talk about this topic was because I posted on my story. This is like after one of the nights I went out, had two drinks and felt hungover Uh the same night. Okay. (laughs) So I got home and I was like, posted on my story. I was like, I don't, I don't like drinking anymore. And I was like, I don't know what to do now that I don't want to drink. Yeah. Because like, not even just New York, just in a big city at all. It's like, I feel like it sounds bad to be like, well, now what am I going to do with myself? Because I can't drink alcohol. But it's like, you guys don't understand like how much of everything here is centered around drinking. That's what I was, I literally feel the exact same way where it's not even like, I'm like, I love drinking so much. It's just like, that's the only thing to do. Like, especially on a Friday or Saturday night, I just like, what what else are people doing? I guess you you have to find friends maybe that don't drink drink slash or uh, like, and then you can do other things, but I don't have any of those. (laughs) So I don't know what to do. But I also like, it's not like my friend's, are assholes like I know they wouldn't judge me if I oh, was absolutely like, not get yeah. a mocktail at dinner instead of a drink but it's just like I don't know I feel like it's a weird transition right now for me like it feels really weird I totally get that I feel the same way and I I just like also was like having a self-realization moment where I was, I've been going out Thursday Friday Saturday for like so long and I'm like why am I doing this to myself going on a bender every single weekend there's no point like you can just go out one day a week and yeah. it's still fine like give yourself the time I would I would I have such severe FOMO mm. that I get FOMO over things that haven't even happened so like I'm like if I stay in on a Thursday or Friday night I'm like oh my god I would have had such a good night tonight and I'm just like gonna be so bored sitting on my couch and that's what I like I almost forced myself to go out just to avoid the FOMO of that, oh, if that makes any sense. It makes sense. Yeah. No, I don't care anymore. I, I used know. to be like, oh my God, I miss it. No. I need I, to get like that. I literally sit at home on Friday night watching Love Island and have the best time by yeah. myself. <laughs> no, that's so valid. Yeah. Okay. But like, let's talk about dating though. Because mm-hmm. when I go on dates, like I don't really love to go on a dinner date for a first date. Absolutely not. It's awkward. It's weird. Like, I don't even know you like that yet. Yeah. Like, Especially with drinks, like, if it was more cash, like, you could just pop in, have a drink or two, like, maybe you don't like them, leave after an hour. 100%. I feel the same way. I think dinner is such a commitment because it's so uncomfortable. Like, if if they're awful, there is no way you can just get up. In the in, middle of t- In the middle. Unless, like, they'd have to do something so awful. It's like, if you're just having a drink and you're really not feeling it, you could just be like, hey, I got to go. I right. have an early morning. And it's not, like, a, a rude kind of thing. And then you can just text them later and be like, Hey, sorry, don't see you again. Like, right. So, like, what what are we supposed to do as far as dating if we're not drinking? That's what I was think. I was literally like thinking. I was like, what if I do the seventy five day hard, which is where you don't drink for like. If you guys don't know, it's like you don't drink, you work out twice a day, whatever. And I was like, I could do that, but then I was like, I think I would have to make the exception if I was going on a date. Like, I think I would have. I would have to just go on a drinks date, and it's not even. To like, oh, I need to go get drunk or anything. Right. It's just that like, it's the easiest, most casual, like non-awkward way to go on a date in my opinion. Yeah, but I wonder if part of it is like anxiety. Oh, 100%. I mean, the alcohol definitely helps. Like <laughs> I, it's, I definitely will have a drink before I go on a date and then I will show up and then drink another drink. So then I have like two drinks in me and then I'm like, I feel a little bit better about it. Right. And I like, am not judging you like same. Yeah. But like, then part of me is like, are we alcoholics? Like, do we need alcohol to go on a date? Like, no, why? Honestly, I don't think that's like an alcoholic type of thing. I think it's just like, it's just, it just helps a little bit. I used to be real. I'm not going to lie. I used to, before I would go on a date, I would slam like three or four shots and then show up on the date. And I'm like, did you think that that was good? And then I'd be upset that it didn't like, it's not even like I did something bad on the right. date or anything, but it's just like, it would never work out. And I'm like, 
it was never going to work out from the start that you showed up like basically drunk. Like to be fair for me, three shots is not that much because I I have such a high tolerance. But regardless, it's like that was not you were not setting yourself up for success there. And I think self like I think I kind of wanted it to fail, honestly. And that was like a defense mechanism. I don't Mm. even know. But yeah, I don't know what to do. I don't know. People go on, like, walks and stuff for first dates. I just... I did that once. It, it was not a good day. <laughs> I but no, like we had cocktails. It was, oh. like, during COVID. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, I, know. I think that... And this, like, brings me back to dry January because yeah. I feel like there was, like, a lot of conversation around, like, like, some people, like, get it. They'll be like, okay, I want to do dry January. Just, like, I don't know, challenge myself yeah. or, like, see if I can do it or because it's trendy. Whatever reason you want to do it for health. But then other people will be like... If you need to stop yourself from drinking for 30 days, then you're an alcoholic. I'm like, I don't think that's true. Yeah, I don't think it has to be that extreme. No. This was the first year that I did dry January. Okay. I failed. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) I would too. I made it two full weeks. Okay. But it wasn't because, like, I got halfway through. Like, I'm halfway through. I'm on a date at dinner at a nice Italian restaurant. Mm -hmm. And I was like, why, I really want a glass of red wine with my pasta. Yeah. And then to myself, I'm like, why am I depriving myself of a glass of red wine for no reason? No, like, yeah. even pregnant bitches can drink a glass of red wine. Yeah, literally. <laughs> like, why am I doing this? So then I was like, okay, this makes no sense why I'm depriving myself, whatever. And then ended up like the next week and like going out for a couple of beers. And like, so like I didn't, I also spontaneously booked a trip to Miami and then I was like well I can't be sober oh like, my god ended up at the strip club so I was like oh no the strip club sober is a no not gonna be sober here um but like I do I do feel like the second half of the month I still was drinking less yeah but like it got to the point where I was just like I feel like I'm restricting myself for no apparent reason yeah that's the thing like I just don't have any desire to do it and I know I don't feel like I'm doing like drinking in an unhealthy way where it's like I'm not I'm not I don't know. Like, I just don't feel like, I feel like I'm always in control and everything like that. So I'm like, why would I not? Yeah. If I want, if I want, if that's something I want to do. That was the thing too. Cause it wasn't like I got to the middle of the month and I was like, okay, this is the first time I've ever gone 14 days without alcohol. Like yeah. I really need to take a break from it. Like I don't need to take a break from it. No. I yeah. was just doing it for shits and giggles. And yeah. like my friends were doing it too. So I was like, let me just see if I can do it, whatever. Yeah. But then I was like, okay, this is dumb. No. Yeah. <laughs> It, for me, it's just the social thing. Like, yeah. I, I would do dry every month if it was if that's not how my social life was, like, centered around. Yeah. Do you ever feel, like, pressured to do it, though? No. Like, I, no. no. If I don't want to drink, like, I won't. Like, and even if, like, sometimes I'll, like, if we're out at dinner and all my friends are drinking and I just don't want to drink, my friends sometimes will, like, put pressure like, on me. Like, come, come on, on come like, get bottomless. Mimosas. I'll literally just be like, no, no, I, I'm not drinking. Like, I will stick to it and I don't yeah. care, like, a, the judgment of other people or anything like that. Yeah. I feel like it, no one else, like, there's no outside forces, like, pressuring me. I feel like it's just me being, like, okay, well, like, I could have one. Then I'm like, what the fuck? Why? Yeah. You're just going home at 9 p.m. Like, I don't need to have a drink. No, I don't yeah. need to be, like, hungover and ruining the rest yeah. of my day. Like, whatever. No, 100%. Yeah. When I asked um, my followers, like, what what am I supposed to do without drinking? Uh-huh. A lot of people were like, edibles, microdose. And, like, um, I was like, okay, do I need to replace one drug with another drug? Yeah, really. I, I'm so not into, like, anything like that. I, that's the only, like, substance besides, like, caffeine that I, like, do. Like, I don't yeah. smoke. I don't do anything like that. So I would just not, like, do anything to replace it. Yeah, I personally 
hate weed. Um, yeah, same. And edibles. Yeah, I've only done once, but literally hated, like, the worst night. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so bad. That was my ex-boyfriend's fault. He gave me, like, a half of a brownie. It was supposed to be a half, or it was supposed to be a quarter, but, like, he didn't, the measurements were, whatever. Okay. It was way more than it was supposed to be. Oh. Um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe that's a larger societal problem where it's, like, why do we all have to be on some sort of a drug no, at all Yeah, <laughs> literally. That is an issue. How do you feel about mocktails? Like, I I got very much into mocktails in those first two weeks because I was like, okay, they're offered on menus. But I usually, like, used to think, okay, I'm not going to pay, especially in New York, I'm not going to pay $12 yeah. for a mocktail when a cocktail is $14. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm not, like, a drink – like, I don't drink anything besides I drink so much water in a day and then I'll have like two coffees and I don't drink anything else besides that. I just am not, I don't really like a good juice or anything. So like I wouldn't normally order a mocktail. However, I think if I was not drinking, I think it's so easy to order a mocktail and then nobody's sitting there pressuring you and you don't have to have the questions like, where's your drink? I think it's a great option if you're just deciding to not drink that night or you're sober or whatever the option is. Yeah, this was the first time that I was like, okay, let me actually try mocktails and discovered that most mocktails are really gross. Really? Yeah, they don't do it like, it's an art. Like you have to replace the flavors of the alcohol with some, like something correct okay and a lot of people just throw juice in a glass with ice yeah so like i i'm like you i don't like juice i don't drink soda like i yeah. literally just drink water um and margaritas but <laughs> <laughs> but yeah no mocktails a lot of mocktails in the city are are trash yeah. and i learned that the hard way some i had a couple of good ones um but it's just like they don't they don't like put the time and effort into it. Like they don't really care that much. No, yeah. And that's the thing. It's like why sometimes a mocktail will be like $12 and a drink is like 16 And it's like, why yeah. is there only a four dollar difference? Yeah. There's literally alcohol in one and the other. It, it just it's literally juice in a glass. I wasted a, a lot of money on, on mocktails <laughs> in January. Yeah. Yeah. But I did see this one new um it's like a pop-up or like a bar. I think it's called Zero Proof. Do you see we, that? Yes, that it's it's like a, a bar for like if you're sober, right? Yeah. Like, and there's no drinks or alcohol there, I mean. Right. So it's like she specifically made this bar for people that still want to go out, feel social. Yeah. In New York and not drink. So it's like they do have like mocktails. That's honestly so smart because I think if you still want that like social aspect of going to a bar, which is honestly what I go to bars for. Right. It's, I think that's so smart because you can meet other people who also are not interested in drinking or anything right. like that either. I think that's a great idea. I know. She like, I like reached out to her and she like invited me to come in. So I kind of want to come because yeah. she extended the pop-up. I think it was just like for January, oh, okay. but I think she extended it. So I'm like, I kind of want to come in because like, that's pretty cool. And I think like once you're in there with everybody else, like vibes are high. Like they, it's like a dark, like yeah. music pop and kind of play, like, I think it would still feel like you have like a cocktail in your hand, mocktail in your hand. Like I think it would still feel. And I think that's great because then you can like have the, because going, when you're like sober and you go out around everyone else that's drunk, that is one of the most obnoxious things in my opinion, because everyone's like slurring their words and whatever. And you're not on that vibe and you're like, everyone around me is so annoying. You you understand how annoying drunk people are. (laughs) And like, it's just not a fun environment because you, obviously when you're drunk, you're not aware to those type of like things going on but when you're sober like it's so not fun so I think that gives the perfect way to go out and be able to like enjoy people around you and not be annoyed by them yeah that's a really good point I forgot about that too because people's like inhibitions are down like when you're the only sober one like it's like the vibe and energy like it's just off no clearly not on the same wavelength as the other people 100% yeah do people 
this is random, but do people come up to you like and recognize you now? At the bar, like, yes. It honestly has gotten to a point, like, at – because, like, I would always say the bar that I go to, I had to stop going to that bar because it got to a point where it's – I'm not – and I'm not trying to sit here being like, I'm so famous. Like, absolutely not. (laughs) But it's just obviously a lot of my audience is centered in New York and centered around, like, going out drinking style content. So then it's like – I would say, I would always talk about this one bar that I go to, and I'm not kidding. It would be like a line at the door of people being like, "I came here because of you," and it was like so great. But it was honestly like, like to meet everybody. Uh, it was so fun to meet everybody, but it just got to a point where it was a little too overwhelming because I would just feel like I, I can't even like talk to my friends or anything like that because it was just like constantly meeting people. So I did have to stop going to that bar. Uh, but once I switched to a, a, the other like a couple of different kind of vibe bars. That you're not going to tell people now. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to say where I'm going. Um, I still meet people, but it's not as crazy as it, like, used to be. Right. Yeah. yeah. I was just, like, that just reminded me of, because when it was, like, height of the show, like, yeah. people, drunk people. Oh, my gosh. Are the worst when they come up to me. Like, I, and I'll, I'm happy to say hi to anyone, take a picture or whatever, like, when I'm out, whatever. Yeah. But, like, drunk people literally will just, like, come up and, like, not even say anything to me, just, like, literally grab my body. And I'm, like, ah. Like, I, there was this one time in Austin, like, Cities like that, like Austin or mm-hmm. like Scottsdale, like those are like bad because I guess I don't know a lot of people there watch the Bachelor. Yeah. Um, but there was this like one time in Austin, I was out with my friends, and like this guy was just like obliterated. Uh-huh. And like I think he just didn't understand, like, you know, sometimes guys just like literally don't know their own strength in general, but yeah. like he was also drunk. So he just like ran up to me and like grabbed me and like sh- like it shook like it scared me yeah. so bad that I ended up like walk- <laughs> I like, walked out of the bar and like started crying because it just like oh my god scared the shit like a grown man just like ah. yeah no <laughs> yeah that's drunk so people scary. are pretty bad yeah it, people obviously especially when they're drunk they just make like like people do this they cross boundaries yeah, a lot that's and what it is. and they don't know even like I've had people like literally it was at Firefly Music Fest. I music festivals are bad. I, yeah. I didn't even I'm not a music f- music festival girl. Like I did not even want to go, but my friend had to do a brand deal there. So I just went and tagged along with her so she could film this like content. And this girl was like clearly on so many drugs. I'm telling you, like her pupils were the like her entire eye. And she was like, I love you. And then just started hugging on me and literally was like laying on me. And I was like, oh my God, I'm just supporting all of her weight. And she like wouldn't get off of me. And I was like, (laughs) and she seriously did that for six minutes and I couldn't get her off of me. It was so weird. And I was like, okay, like bye girl. And then she DM me a photo that she took with me the other day. And I was like, like I had such a great time meeting you. I was like, do you remember that? (laughs) You're like, I didn't. No, yeah. (laughs) Okay, let's take a quick break. And then when we come back, we'll do chill it like it is. Okay. Okay, our first person said, I love my boyfriend, but there's zero sexual chemistry. It takes a toll on our relationship. Should I stay or should I go? You gotta go. I think... Straight to the point. Yeah. Damn. I just think if there's zero sexual chemistry, I feel like you gotta have a little something there. It doesn't have to be... I don't think it should be the, like, priority of the relationship, but I definitely think it's gotta be a part of it. I think... I think you're mm, – okay. If it's, like, z- like zero. Zero. Like, zero, then you can't come back from that. I don't no. think it's going to improve. She said it's taking a toll on her relationship. Yeah. So, I don't know. I feel like if there's, like – maybe in the beginning, if you guys, like, had sexual chemistry, like, 
I find it hard to believe that she got into this relationship with long Sarah. enough to like fall in love and there was nothing. I agree. Maybe you just lost the spark and I think you can come back from that. Yeah. But I think if there's just zero and there's always been zero, it's like if you're going to like marry this man, like you're going to be like zero sexual chemistry for the rest of your life. I think that's that sounds pretty brutal. I think, okay, so the advice is if you started out having sexual chemistry, yeah. you know when you like first hook up with someone and like it wasn't the best hookup you ever had, but you can tell there's potential for yeah. it to be fire. If there was potential, I think you could stick it out yeah. and make it work. If there's literally zero, which it sounds like because you wrote this into me, <laughs> um, it sounds like it's weighing heavily on you. Yeah. Um, maybe don't. Also, it depends on how important sex is to you yeah. in a relationship. Some people don't care that much. Yeah. Like it is a big part of, I guess, dating someone, I think, and, like, intimacy. Per like, personally, I agree, yeah. But some people don't care as much as others. Yeah. So, like, decide how important it is to you. I think it sounds like it is important. Um, so I would probably just end it now before you get in any, any, any deeper. deeper. Yeah. 100%. Sorry. I'm sorry. Sorry, girl. I'm sorry. That sucks. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, the next one is... I'm dating a guy who just got out of a five-year relationship in August. Am I his rebound girl? A five-year relationship? August. It's February now, so that's one, seven, five months? I mean, I think that's a decent amount of time for somebody to, like, somewhat heal. I don't know if – I don't even know – if you ever fully heal from a five-year relationship. I mean, it just depends. It, there's so many factors that go into that. Like, it could have been toxic. I don't know. I don't think you have to be the rebound, but it definitely, that's that's brutal. I can years. speak on this because yeah. I was in a five-year relationship. Okay. I definitely think you can get over it. I, yeah. <laughs> you can get over it. But, like, the thing is with me, like, I, not that I was, like, already one foot out the door, but, like, it took me almost a full year to finally decide to end it. Okay. Because, like, this person was my best friend. Like, we lived together. Like, yeah. my first real serious boyfriend. Like, I love him as a person. So, like, it took me a very long time to get to the point where I was like, okay, I'm sure about the, like, sure about the decision. So, by the time I got to the point of ending it, like, it was over. Okay. So, you're saying, like, te like so I could, you were dating for four years and then by the fifth year you were, like – like kind of not having it anymore. Yeah. And then you, when you finally got out of the relationship, yeah. you were like, I see that. Okay. Because I almost feel like sometimes in like long-term relationships like that, when you end it, it's like you had been thinking about it for a bit. Yeah. So like, just because they just got out of the five-year relationship technically in August, like mentally and emotionally, like might've been checked out a while ago. That's so true. And could, could be ready to date you. Yeah. And I think it also depends on maybe who broke up with who. Like, if she just dumped him out of the blue, then maybe he, it might take him a lot longer to get over that. Like, That's a good point. Yeah. Need to know, like, who broke up with who and, I don't know. Why they broke up maybe a little bit. Right. Yeah. I, I would say this is my answer to every advice question every week. <laughs> yeah. Communicate. Yeah. Like, literally just ask him more questions. Like, you don't have to grill this person. Sorry, I, yeah. I didn't – oh, she did say it's a guy. Um, You don't have to grill him and, like – need to know every detail about his past relationship, but, yeah. like, kind of try to get a vibe to see if he's over it. Yeah, I um, completely agree. And just, like, talk about what you want. Like, if you want a serious relationship, just be clear about, like, hey, this is what I want, and, like, if you're not ready for that, let me know now so I can dip. Yeah. I think it also depends on his actions towards you, like, right now. If he's kind of – if he's seeming very serious and really about you, then I think that's a great sign. But if 
he's not. Maybe you are the rebound. I don't know. Yeah. And like, what is the like level of the relationship? Like, are you guys just like hooking up and there's no labels on it right now? Like, did he tell you like, hey, I just got out of a five-year relationship. So like, I don't want anything. Like, yeah. I don't know. I like love to answer these questions, but then I'm like, I need more details. It's just, you know, you need, I need like a hour long story time from this girl before I can really give like yeah. full advice. Okay. Full advice is you're not necessarily the rebound girl. Yeah. Um, ask more questions, decide what you want, and then tell him what you want. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Um, Hallie, you've been so great today. My final question for all my guests is, is there anything you want to be vulnerable about? Ooh. Okay. Um, I feel like I like come off as a really confident person, but recently I found myself like being a little insecure, honestly, and especially like comparing myself to my friends. I think I've been in my comparing era, which I Mm. need to get out of because like, uh, especially just like looks wise, I'll like see my friend and then I'm like, oh, I'm so much uglier than her. And it's like, I'm like having like dysmorphia about that, you know, and it's like, I'll be like, oh, I look so ugly. My friends are like, no, I feel the same way about myself. And like, I think you're so pretty. And I, I just like, I've been struggling with that a little bit, but I'm trying to get out of that. I'm like, girl, it's not that deep. Yeah. What are the insecurities like specific? Is it like just looks or like? Yeah. It's just, yeah just, like honestly, like I think looks wise, like I feel like I've always been a really confident person, like personality wise. And I don't really compare myself too much in that regard. But like looks wise recently, I've been just like a little in my comparing era. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, you're stunning. Thank you. <laughs> you don't need Chen Lipo, but if that makes <laughs> you happy, I <laughs> I don't care. I will be getting That's it. something I've been thinking about for actually a really long time. So I'm like really excited about it. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. excited for yeah. you. No, I think that's super relatable because yeah. I, I don't know. Like I know in my mind it's dumb to compare myself yeah. to other people. Like I know it's dumb. I know it's like not helpful. Mm-hmm. I know it puts me in a negative space, but it's just like, and I don't know if it's our jobs to. It is 100%. I think that plays into it a lot. For sure. Yeah. It's like we, we have to be on camera all the time. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then like our friends are like doing, I, I more compare myself to like what other people are doing and what I'm not doing. I do that too, for yeah. sure. Like I, I definitely feel that way a lot where I'm like, I feel like I'm trying so hard and I'm working so hard. And then I see other people get opportunities and I'm like, oh, like, am I not doing enough? I do that all the time. Yeah. We have to stop. I'm over it. I don't yeah. want to be in a comparing era. <laughs> no. Yeah. 100%. It needs to just stop. Cause honestly, people are, you have to think like people are probably doing the same thing to you and thinking like, oh, for sure. oh like I wish I was like that. And we all compare each other. Yeah. I could literally sit here and be like, oh my God, I don't have 900,000 followers yeah. on TikTok. I literally, I just did it when you said that. Yeah. I'm like, I only have 31K. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, we're all beautiful and special no, in yeah. our own ways. Yeah. Yeah. Ew, we're done with comparing. <laughs> but thank you for sharing. Um, tell everyone where they can find you so they can be your bestie on TikTok. Yeah. Um, my TikTok is at Hallie Kate and my Instagram is different. It's at Hallie KMCG. I also have a podcast. Chelsea's going to come yes. on. It's at Hot Girl Talks Podcast. Oh my God. I forgot about the yeah. pod. We're going to do like a little podcast swap yeah. situation. 100%. Their podcast is like her and two other co-hosts and they kind of just like talk shit about like, what you, you guys just like talk about what's going on in your life. Oh yeah. We'll just fully air everything out going on, <laughs> on in our lives, like dating lives, like anything. I love that because it's so different than mine. Yeah. Oh, amazing. I can't wait to go on. Okay. If you guys want to find me, it's at Chelsea Vaughn, at Chelsea Vaughn underscore on TikTok. And we're on YouTube at Vulnerable Pod. Also, please rate the podcast. I need all the ratings I can get so that other people can find us. And thank you guys for listening and being here. We will see you guys next episode. Bye. Bye.